This is The Michael Bryan Show. Hi everyone, welcome back to the show. And uh, today I'm joined by John Gregory, who's the founder of Vitruvium, which brings connected fitness into the home. So we're talking all things fitness and technology. John, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks very much for having me, Michael. Let's uh, get started. So fitness is a massive thing for me and many, many other people. But getting to the gym can be very difficult for a lot of people. What was the problem that you convinced yourself that you wanted to solve? I guess I have a number of stories, but the one I'll, I'll share with you tonight is, um, you know, I'm a man who's, I'm, I'm 46, I have three children. Um, I, I've worked hard all my life, mostly doing desk jobs. Um, uh, but, you know, want to want to be a good dad and want to, want to stay an active dad. Um, my, I was a scout leader with my son probably five or six years ago now. And, thought of myself and as an active dad went on a scout camp with my son and we did some some uh uh caving went down went down a cave and had to had to climb up and a ladder again um i thought i could handle that i went down um and went down with all these you know nine and ten and eleven year old kids um and they all managed to scale quite happily back up this 20 meter caving ladder and i had to go and i couldn't do it i had to be rescued it was just like in my face, you know, oh. what have, what's what's be, what's become of me? I've just been, I've been working so hard. I've, I, you know, my the middle age is hitting, and I'm I just my body is decrepit. I've lost muscle mass. I've lost uh, ability to do anything, and it was like a real. I need to do something. Um, so, you know, out of that and a bunch of other thoughts I was having at the moment at that time of of. Um, you know, what could, what could we do to throw technology at um, an efficient and effective way to stay well your whole life? Um, Vitruvian was, was kind of the answer for me, which, which is a piece of equipment that lets you train just in the most efficient and effective way possible. So for me, particularly, I can, I don't want to be, look, I don't want to be, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger down at the beach posing for the chicks, but I do want to be able to stay an active dad. Uh, uh, you know, and, and as I age, um, but I wanted a piece of equipment that my whole family could use, that I could use effectively, that my kids could use, my wife could use, that my mum could use. Um, and that was, you know, one of the instigations for, and one of the aha moments for, for founding Vitruvian. So were you active when you were younger? Did you always have a bit of an active lifestyle? Look, I think, yeah, I, I guess I thought I was a bit of a, bit of a rugged outdoors mini type guy I like surfing I like um I liked uh yeah hiking camping and, and doing all those sorts of things as a, as a young man um you know you get married you have kids you you get busy in your career um and you you lose sight of those things and and if you're not careful you lose the ability to do them um so you need you know you, know, you need to be act very actively working on that as you get older um which a lot of people know, you young guys, um, you know, you can abuse your bodies when you're young, and you can, you can, you can, uh, you can get away with a lot of things. And you get older, it catches up. It catches up with you. Yeah, I I can completely attest to that. Um, I've been active most of my life, and 
it's easier when you're younger. Your body's a lot more resilient. You can handle a lot more when you're younger. But then as things get older, you have to take longer to recover. And I found that that's the that's the thing, especially for me. It's my ability to recover allows me to feel like I'm more capable. Is that something that you, that you found as well? Like if you sleep better, if you eat a little bit healthier, that can have a bigger impact than working really hard in the gym, let's say. Yeah, certainly. I mean, personally, for me, as you age, you certainly have to be more deliberate about everything you do. If you want to live a well and, and healthy life when you're young, you can you can punish your body a little bit. You can you can party a little bit and you can eat the wrong stuff and drink the wrong stuff and 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 still be okay you can't do that as you get older um uh yeah i'd say the other thing i'd say on on vitruvian is you know i'm over applied physics degree as a first degree um i spent a career doing kind of high frequency algorithmic uh trading which was kind of cutting edge at the time and you know, like like weight training, resistance training seemed like a bit of an anathema to me that it was, we're surrounded by technology. We're doing so many clever things where, you know, I was working in in, in high technology environment, but I was just going to the gym and pushing around um, pieces of metal like, like I was a caveman. And I just thought there's surely there's a better way, a more efficient way to do that, a more effective way to do it, um, full of data, full of um, engaging feedback, um, that, you know, that was another kind of aha moment and another instigation to get up my butt and do something about it. It just seemed like there should be a better way. Turns out there really is. It's interesting that you bring up data as well because monitoring progress or just monitoring yourself, I've found that that can be a, a big, big help. You don't have to necessarily push yourself every time you work out or exercise or or do something that's physically active but just by monitoring things you might find yourself getting better in certain areas you might find yourself dropping in some areas that you then want to put a bit more attention to is that a big thing for yourself as well like trying to get people to monitor what they do has been a massive part in people's ability to get fitter yeah, I think it, it depends on what type of person you are. I, th- I would say probably 30% of, of the population at large is really interested, really into data. And yeah, that's a part of the engagement process that they're interested in. Um, you know, a whole bunch of people aren't, but but a decent demographic, a decent proportion of people are just uh, interested, curious. They're smart. They're, they are, um, like learning about their own bodies and they like... Um, learning about um you know, like seeing data make sense of of how they are now and how they might get better so it's it's horses for courses some people just love it and that's my, a major piece of the content offering that vitruvian brings them but you know um so if you're into into that you know sign up join up and uh you know we'll throw data at you but if you're not interested just don't look at it that's <laughs> <laughs> a very 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 good point actually it's interesting how i can be obsessed with something but then other people are like why why do you spend all your time tracking this thing and what's the point and right. and it's it's a weird it's a weird feeling when there are some things that i don't really monitor all that much 
But then there were things that I have to. There were things that I just feel compelled to look. Are there any key things that you found that are the best things to monitor when it comes to like health and fitness? Is there anything that you think is a, a real needle mover for people? I mean, the obvious ones for me is, is a, um, you know, for a particular exercise, you, you, you tend to get interested in, in what your personal best is, right? And, um, you know, if you, you tend to want to know what your, what, you, what your PV and your bench press is and, you know, if you're feeling particularly strong on a day or you're feeling well-rested or whatever, you might want to have a go at, at beating that. Um, and, just, um, you know, if you do, that's, like, super rewarding and, um, you know, it makes you feel good right um uh that's i that's one of the ways i use uh vitruvian is to um yeah i don't i don't have real goals as such to to be stronger in every muscle group but um and stronger in general but um it's a fun little sideline that i that i certainly like to to challenge myself on occasionally um what else might you like to look at? Um, I think just your progress over time. Like the more you track your progress, you can see how you kind of, how you wane, wax and wane over time. And that's, that's really interesting. Like how you, your abilities to, to perform in a particular exercise or a particular muscle group. Um, when you, when you start uh, tracking it and logging it over time, it's really, uh, it's really interesting to see that you, you have, um, plateaus where you really just can't really do much more and you can't even you wonder how you hit these pbs three months ago and then you have these periods of where you just for whatever reason you're well rested your your, your diet's been good but you can really really progress quickly so it's it's kind of fascinating to watch that and learn that about your own body is there anything that you can think of that maybe you started to look at anything you started to notice and that you'd realise that it's a waste of time tracking it because it doesn't have that big of an impact. Is there anything that you thought was beneficial but actually wasn't? Hmm. I'd have to think about that. Um, uh, like, some of the data is, is interesting. Uh, it's interesting insights, but... Once you have that insight, you're not so interested in in checking it anymore. So, for example, I can I might look at the velocity profile of how I do a particular movement, which is interesting, but not long term particularly engaging because I don't really, you know, it's kind of interesting to know how how you how quickly you curl and then how slowly you can, you can reverse curl. But um, once you know that, you don't need to keep checking it. Maybe that's that's answering your question a little bit, maybe. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting point actually because once once you know that information, you don't necessarily need to keep checking it, do you? It's like people can get obsessed over things that once they know it, that's it. It's almost like once you get the joke, you don't need to keep hearing the same joke yeah. over and over again. Just hear it the once, yeah. get the joke, and then move on. Yeah, that's quite right. I mean, I find these these uh, wearable um, data rich wearables like the Aura Ring and, and the Whoop Band kind of kind of in that mold. I've tried both of them, and I'm like, 
they basically tell me I'm not getting enough sleep. And I'm like, I already know that. Thanks for charging me 40 bucks a month to tell me that. I don't, I didn't, first of all, now that I've learned that that's kind of interesting, but I don't need to be told it every day. And I already know that. So thanks for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) It can, it can be quite um, disheartening, I guess, if you keep hearing the bad news every day. You wake up every morning and you go, oh, not enough sleep. Oh, shame. And then you get up the next morning. Oh, but not sleep. Great. Thanks for that. Thanks for the uh, yeah. the repetitive negativity there. That's really helpful. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. It ends up you just get rid of the product because, you know, <laughs> yeah. you try and live a positive life, not a negative one, don't we? I must admit, I... I've become steadily more obsessed with monitoring versus testing or challenging myself. I found that just by being consistent, things tend to trend in the right direction, whether I obsess over it or not, which is interesting, isn't it? Like you can track it as much as you want, but it's like it's almost like, are you watching your weight? Yeah, but my weight's going up. So watching doesn't really do anything <laughs> if, if I don't change anything, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. I think, like, it's an interesting space and, like, data is, is part of part of the story of connected fitness and it's part of the story of what makes connected fitness more engaging and more, um, more attractive than traditional uh, modalities. But it's not for everyone and it's not the only thing. Um, and it's a big deal for some people, not a big deal for others. So what would you say was your favourite exercise to do? Do you have a particular preference? Um, I, like, I like a combination of exercises that lets me get, um, and this changes over, it's changed over, over the years as I've been using the equipment. I, I tend to have like little phases of, of things I like to do and then I like to change it. But, Currently, I'm in a phase where I just like doing um, a five-minute workout every day in a way that's intense um, and exercises all the major muscles in my body. And I like to do that every day. I like to do it kind of first thing of the day um, as a way to kind of wake up and, and get uh, tension into, the, into my body. So that's currently what I'm enjoying. Um, and that's a combination that's like a – like a suitcase squat followed by a shoulder press followed by a suitcase deadlift followed by a bench press or a, or an upright row. So I get, you know, just four major exercises, uh, 10 reps, an algorithmic modality so that I'm in a constant tension. Um, it's super effective and it's just like, it's like a slap in the face every morning and I, and I do it and I feel great and it's a great way to start the day. So talk people through the movement just for people that don't know. So suitcase deadlift is if I'm right, the weight's on one side, then you would curl it somewhat to your shoulders and then press it. Is that, is that how the exercise works? Oh, so in, in, in the Vitruvian language, suitcase deadlift is just holding uh, weights in your hands and doing a deadlift maneuver to, to exercise your, mostly your, um, your hamstrings and and uh, then uh, do a shoulder press or maybe say a bench press to exercise the 
my arms, shoulders, and chest, and then I would do a suitcase squat to exercise my quadriceps uh, and back and shoulders a little bit, and then I would do an upright row to do kind of do the opposite and balance out the musculature from the bench press. So I do kind of I hit major leg muscles, um, major upper body muscles, and a whole bunch of other kind of accessory muscles in those four moves. And it's yeah, it's just it's not the only way to do it. It's not the most, maybe the most complete way, but it's quick and effective and one had done when I carry on. And do you um, go for a certain amount of time as some kind of interval Tabata style thing, or do you do like sets and reps with a rest period or a circuit? What's the, the, the normal format for you? Um, so for me, I, I really love the, the heart of the Trivian, which is algorithmic uh, training, um, which is weight that's constantly varying and adjusting to my own ability. So so I do a, a mode called progressive mode on the Trivia equipment, which loads me up to a kind of like a maximal eccentric um, or negative repetition, followed by just a constant uh, tension, maximal effort uh, drop set in the concentric phase. There's really nothing like it in, in traditional weight and resistance training, but it's a way of just putting your muscles under constant tension and i just do it for kind of 10 reps because that's kind of how long it takes me to completely fail um and at the end of those 10 reps there's nothing left in my muscles to do anything so i move on to something else and then i could repeat that process but i just find once once is enough currently for the way i, I like to use it um uh yeah and a way that you would probably describe it is because obviously there's a lot of research out there that suggests that the eccentric load actually um, damages more muscle fibers than concentric. So by loading eccentrically, you actually get more bang for your buck, if you will, per, per repetition. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, for the biohacker nerds out there, um, you know, which I think <laughs> I, I put, put myself on the fringe of. Um, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot but there's a lot of actual proper research around the benefits of of eccentric training eccentric kind of maximal eccentric loading and what that does to muscle growth and and tendon growth as well and uh, vitruvian is just unbelievably effective at doing really intense um, eccentric contractions and um, I mean when I when I made the first prototype kind of over two years ago now of, of you know, the very first Vitruvian piece of equipment. I didn't really know much about, about eccentric training. I kind of knew about it, but um, had never really done it, never tried to do it effectively. And I just got this first prototype and plugged it in, turned it on and coded up some some routines to, to make it work. And I, started, I just started doing it. I'm like... And then after three or four weeks, I'm like, oh my goodness, this actually, this actually works. Like it hit me in the face. In fact, it hit me in the mirror. Like it hit you in the mirror. I, 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 I remember I woke up one morning. I'm like, I did not have muscles there four weeks ago. Like, like it was a real, it was an amazing moment that I thought, like it was a moment where I thought we've done it. We've, <laughs> we've, 
<laughs> we've, we've kind of cracked it. We've we've found because and I've done. I'd, I've been using the equipment only for a month, and not really even very very much. Just just like testing, trialing, playing around with it, and trying different ways to use it. And I'm like, oh my goodness, have we? Have, what have we found here? We found this this device that you know you can step on, use it in a way that's kind of kind of almost doesn't even feel like you're using it. And just gets these amazing results. I mean, what have we, what have we found? And it's like, <laughs> um, you know, that's another, you know, part of the fun journey of Petruvian is like, we we made full blown discoveries that we weren't expecting to make, um, which were not only is this a uh, cool and engaging piece of equipment and, and efficient and, and effective. It's just like, it's just got benefits that I we didn't even know existed. Um, so we made, you know, those, these were really exciting early days of the company of like, we just have to bring this to the world. We have to, we have to let unlock this for people because they're going to, we've got a benefit, benefit to bring them. So yeah, look, I'm a, I'm an eccentric training kind of fan uh, because I've, yeah. I've been doing it now fairly, fairly consistently. And I, it's what I keep coming back to because it's, I just find it, an enjoyable way to try and find a very effective way to train. And there's some other benefits that the particular way of using our equipment, what it does to your general coordination and muscle groups that we really haven't even told the world about yet. But, um, you know, again, I can't wait to bring it, bring it to the world because, because it's a, it's a different type of way. It's not like, you know, the, the barbell you pick up in the gym, which has, yeah, it has force, you know, pulling that, that weight to the ground, but it also has inertia in every direction that you push it, whereas the um, Trubian cables only have force in one direction going back down towards the ground, which means in order to do a movement, particularly once it gets heavy, in order to do a movement, you know, and keep your, keep your movement smooth and stable, you have to work really hard with, all, with your mind and with your all the other smaller control muscles that you're using for a movement to, to keep your hands and, and arms and limbs moving, moving smoothly. And it takes a bit of practice actually to get good at that. Um, not too long, but so if you start training, maybe after two or three weeks, you'll start to find that you are much better at doing a bench press like, um, in just terms of in, in terms of controlling and being able to do it smoothly, and that is a that has flow-ons to to kind of how you how you live your life, how you throw your kids around, how you you know in, in an affectionate way, not in a, not in a negative way. <laughs> how you and and how, how you play sport, how you play sport, and how you um, you know how you tackle, how you just how you move around in your daily life because. Um, it's a very much more real world scenario, which is um, uh, using your limbs and using your muscles to uh, to slow down or to resist a force in one direction, um, and uh, because that's what it's like on a sporting field. That's what it's like when you're when you're using a piece of sporting equipment, um, and. With Vitruvian equipment, you can really effectively train that particular use case. And when you do, 
Um, and when you see you feel yourself getting better, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's just a wonderful feeling. You feel kind of safer on your feet. You feel um, more um, sure of yourself when you're, when you're moving around using your arms when you're uh it's just it's hard to explain you just have to get the equipment and start training on it and you'll find it it's there to be had and i recommend you do it because it's great there are a lot of functional training methods out there and when you mentioned that the resistance is in multiple directions not just against gravity that speaks to my experience with something like vibration training. So I don't know if you've heard of the power plate machines, the sort of the, they vibrate your sure. body in multiple directions. And there's some sort of not so amazing um, versions out there, but there are some like really good versions of like whole body vibration training that has some effects on like tendons and we can get a bit sciencey here, but Golgi tendon organs that are within the muscles that encourage them to contract stronger and react more, like I guess you could you call it intensely to muscle contractions, like you can contract faster, the contractions are bigger, and you start to push the boundaries of how muscles contract. And it's based on like strengthening and lengthening your, your tendons and things of that nature. That was the first thing that came to my mind when you were mentioning the, the multiple directions at the same time and how it relates to real life activities. So what are your thoughts on things like that like the ways that we can increase how our muscles contract because it seems like you're very passionate about it yeah look i mean if you ask me for my opinion i say most of what else is out there is crap <laughs> if you ask for my opinion i give it um the what i mean what we know at, at, at a high level about about exercising your musculature is that you have to do it in a combination of um of um of uh duration and intensity right and if you if you work really for a long time but at a low intensity then it doesn't really do anything um and a lot of body weight um ostensibly muscle training but just using your body weight i put in that category and then you know the flip side is you know if you do super high intensity but so it's so high intensity that you can't actually do anything can't lift it well that doesn't work either um so you need a combination of volume and intensity and it's skewed probably to the intensity level, lower volume, higher intensity. Um, that, that's where you get um, rapid and um, a high benefit or, or the optimal benefit. Um, and there's, there's basically no way around doing stuff that's heavy and approaching what you're able to do um, in terms and you know, you just won't grow muscle. You won't grow ability. Um, you won't grow um, coordination unless you're in that kind of zone. So I, 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 I don't give much time to, you know, <laughs> body stuff. stuff and, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and we've got like weird techie stuff. There's a lot of bro science garbage around resistance training, which is weird considering just how much money there is in sport and, and the human body in general, um, the, the actual science is quite, quite sparse and, and reasonably poorly understood. Um, so, but that's, that's a, that's at a high level, what actually works. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot out there. And I guess one of the the downsides of research coming out all the time, changing the status quo ever so slightly, is people that aren't on the edge of what's sort of optimal for certain things, even though they were right, let's say, five years ago, or even three years ago, or even one year ago, if something brand new that completely contradicts what used to be right, it can feel weird because it's not that they're wrong, it's that they're just simply not up to date yet, you know, and yeah. things will change as, as it's made more public, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, it does It does seem a bit like that in human performance, like flavour of the month is like, yeah, like, you know, just working, doing 10, 10 workouts a day um, and then, you know, it seems like next year, well, the advice is just do one workout a week, <laughs> you know. Um, it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, hard to, it's hard to know, but but really anything is better than nothing. There's, that's something we know categorically. So as long as you're doing something, uh, you're ahead of the game and, you know, the vast majority of the population of the planet don't do anything. Yeah, very true. So if you're doing something, if you're doing something, great, go and do it. Um, and then the next thing they say is that really the best exercise is the one that you adhere to because it's doing something consistently over time that is good, even if it's low intensity, long duration. If it's something you can stick to, do that. Um, if it's high intensity, short duration, and you find that interesting and and you can stick to that, then do that. So do something rather than nothing. And then the next choice you make is do something that you can do consistently and regularly uh, and do that. Um, and that's how, you, that's how you get well and stay well. I'd like to shift gears ever so slightly because you mentioned that when you were first putting together the prototypes and the first versions or iterations of Vitruvian, you had a lot of... I guess, lessons and a lot of moments where this had to be made real. You had to go ahead and do this. Tell us the story of that. Like, what, what, what did you throw together for the first iterations? What were the initial phases? You know, you want to do this. So what were the next steps? Yeah, look, I'll give you a, a little story, I guess. Um, so I, I I think my earliest memories of, of thinking about how to do this was back in 2008 when I was uh, still trading. We had a, a gym in the back of our trading floor, and that was when you know when the markets were quiet. We'd mess around on the gym equipment. We'd have little competitions in the office to see who could bench press the most and that sort of stuff. And I just thought there's got to be a better way. Surely we can make equipment that that kind of tracks our progress for us, that um, changes the weight for us. Um, Surely that would be fun and interesting and engaging equipment and it seemed like you could probably do it. Um, so that was my interest. I did a bunch of sketches. I tried to bunch of Googling on how to, how to actually do it. Um, you know, how do you, how do you do it? Um, and it was, it, it stayed for a long, for sort of six or seven years, it stayed a bit of an idle interest. I would, I'd pick it up occasionally when I when I got interested in it. I'd, I'd do some more reading. I maybe bought some parts and, and tried to experiment a bit. Um, but then I thought, why would I do it? Um, you know, what have I got to offer the world? Like I, I can't 
never made a product before. Not an engineer. I'm a physicist. Um, you know, why am I doing this? Surely someone else will just come along and do it, and I'll do a better job than me. Um, but I don't know. Then, sort of, 2016 came along, and I saw Peloton for the first time, and I'm like, oh, "Well, that's just a great idea. They've turned hardware into subscription, and that's 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 just a ball tearing business idea." <laughs> like. Um, you know, I was looking at it as a hardware play beforehand. And I'm like, I'd put all this money into it. I'd put all this effort. I'd make a product and then it'd just get copied and I'd spend a bunch of money and go broke. And it seemed like a bad idea. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah. Peloton came along and I'm like, wow, they're making hardware. That's actually a subscription. That's a great idea. I got to do that. And then, you know, at the same time was the rise of the fitness influencer. And I'm like, let's, you know, can we, can I, can we put this together? Can I build a, a piece of hardware that will let you do effective, efficient, engaging resistance training in the home? And can I then connect you to your favorite fitness influencer or coach or, or whatever around the world to, you know, to be your, to make the experience even more engaging. So it was the, that was the kind of like, can I put these two together and would that be good? And would anyone like it? And I looked at it and I thought, well, I think I'd like it. I think it would be good. I think I could do it. I was going yeah. to do it. Um, so that was 2016 and then did sort of worked part-time on it, doing proofs of concept prototypes for a couple of years um, and showed it to uh, an angel investor, a local angel investor in, in late 2018 and he, he gave me 100 grand to, to get going and I put in 100 myself and we got going. And that's where that that's where I went full time on the business, and I'm like, yeah, let's just I'm in, I'm in, and I'm all in, and I'm not coming out until this is done now. And that was nearly three years ago now. Well, it sounds like you've gone on quite the journey since then. And one of the things that came to my mind just as you were finishing there, John, was what are your thoughts around technology and you know, the ability to be active in the home using technology, it's a bit of a strange one because, you know, we, we're reasonably inactive most of the time if we don't go to the gym. And then a lot of the activities that are in the gym, we've all sat down or lying down and it's kind of like, well, it's almost like not being at the gym because we're doing a lot yeah. of our things sat down or lying down or so it's a very weird way of of doing things but then obviously you bring that into the home and people struggle to work out from home people have this minimal obsession with technology and trying to bridge the two my, my first impression is that technology can go a bit too far to the point where we're not actually active or as active as we'd be if we just i don't know got outside for a run or you know throwing yeah. things around the the local park you know in in a in a, yeah. uh, a positive way with the kids right so what what your what are your thoughts on technology and where do you see this going yeah like yeah i, I think about this a lot actually um because it, it goes to the heart of i think what Truvian and other companies are doing and, and where kind of culture and society is going at large. Um, and I'm an adherent to what I would call good technology. Um, 
And in my mind, good technology is technology that lets us be more human, not less human. Um, um, so, you know, bad technology that I'm not interested in is, is, is technology that dehumanizes us and replaces humans. Um, good technology makes us more human. Um, so, and that's the sort of technology that Vitruvian is working on, um, technology that makes us um, better versions of our physical selves and makes us more human in the fact that it connects us uh, through technology to people that we wouldn't otherwise be connected to. And connection is a fundamental human uh, experience and right even. So technology that enables a human to be connected with other humans and enables them to be connected with their own body and be a better version of their own body is great technology. And we want to be involved in that. Um, then um, I think the story of Vitruvian and other connected fitness products or smart, smart gym products is the story of just a, just the same story of, of um, tech disruption uh, played out, you know, at large in our, in our society. Um, and tech disruption is to me, when you throw technology in a, to, into a traditional kind of business environment or, or a piece of human endeavor, um, what's disruptive about technology is that it just, it's just not just, it's just so much better in every way. It, uh, and in the case of, you know, it's not just, um, you know, it's faster or it's cheaper or it's better. It's all three and it's not just a little bit cheaper, it's two or three times cheaper and it's not just a little bit better, it's two or three times better. You know, that's what technology is doing to kind of everything. Um, it's smashing, um, smashing value propositions and, and just throwing value at consumers in a way that, you know, is just irresistible. Um, and... Vitruvian does exactly that. Um, so we can, with a single piece of equipment, just chuck so much value at a consumer uh, and, and to a trainee that it's just kind of, well, you kind of have to join the network because you can train not just a, you know, you don't just save five minutes by training. You, you, you're going to find an extra hour, hour and a half in your day. You don't have to spend 15 minutes going to the gym and an hour at the gym and then 15 minutes going home and then having a shower, you know, you can get the same amount of uh, workout in 15 minutes. I mean, I'm not even kidding about that. I mean, you're, we're smashing time, uh, the time that you need to spend training if you're, if you're interested in that. And then from a cost point of view, well, ultimately, um, you know, bringing a piece of Vitruvian equipment into the home it's like bringing a full-blown gym with every single exercise that you need to do into your home, which the whole family can use whenever they like, wherever they like. Um, so the more people that you have in the household, the, the more uh, cost-effective it gets. Um, so instead of everyone in the household spending 40 bucks a month to go to the gym, one $40 subscription a month lets everyone use, you know, high-quality content, high-quality programming, high-quality 
um, and effective resistance training algorithms. I mean, we're just chucking value at people and um, at some point they're just going to say, stop, that's enough, you know, like, Easy boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and it, it's interesting that you bring up the family as well. The whole people, the whole family can be more connected if they're all in the house training together, working out together, and feeling a bit more connected as a family. It's in one of the things that really sort of got me emotional about what you were saying is that technology making things more human, not less human. And you approach the, shall we say, the problem of connected fitness, almost like the fitness is like one small aspect, isn't it? Because you've got the whole community and connection element just from connecting one user to the next user. Yeah. I'll give you two like actual examples of that. So I did a couple of weeks ago, I did uh, a demonstration class at, at my home and it's normally a class that you would do by yourself, you know, on the TV and you, you, you'd pump out a 10-minute class um, through the, the application or through our TV app. But there were five, four members of the household sitting around and we all just took turns. We did, we did one set each and it was kind of like we kind of, it's not even how the class was designed, but it was really fun. You know, you'd watch my wife on there and we'd all have a bit of a, a bit of a laugh and I'd go get on and have a laugh. And then my 11-year-old son got on and he did his best. And then my 16-year-old daughter gets on and she beats us all. And it's, you know, it's just like, <laughs> wow, that was fun. Yeah. And then and then in a completely different way and how it, how it organically connects people is um, two of my kind of dear friends who I used to work with who I haven't seen for 12 years now, um, I've just bought them a machine each um, and shipped them to them. one guy's in Spain, one guy's in New Zealand, and I'm here in Perth. And we're going to be able to train together. Um, we're going to be able to, uh, you know, share workouts together. We're going to be able to compete with each other and see each other on the leaderboard. And, you know, pretty soon we'll have functionality in app to be able to communicate with each other as well. And, you know, via text. And it's just going to be, you know, we're all like super excited about it because we're all kind of, you know, we used to train together and now we can train together again in this kind of remote or, or um, but very real and very physical way. It's just like, uh, you know, that's kind of priceless in a way. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Yeah, I and mean, just as a, a quick side note from myself, John, many, many years ago, I actually used to be a personal trainer. And there you go. when Snapchat came out, i.e. the moment when we spent more time online than offline. And there was a lot of talk of, I think it's augmented reality, you know, where things are there on the screen, but they're not actually there. And there was a lot of talk of the fitness industry taking over with that, like the trainer could be in the room with you, training you, but not actually there, i.e. you'd wear like goggles or glasses and the trainer's in the room, whoever trainer you decide to choose, and it convinced me that, A, personal trainers are not going to last long if that kicks off. B, technology is actually going to allow things to be easier. And another thing that really sparked my interest in terms of being, or at least trying to be, at the forefront of all of this, like trying to get involved with that. Like I want to be the trainer that people 
pick that people choose to train with through the the glasses or the however it ends up being i thought to myself i've got to adopt this whole technology element to be able to still be relevant to be able to still be an option for people to choose and then i dove into the world of like self-help and self-improvement and i realized that there was a heck of a lot more than just the physical improvement that i was passionate about but it convinced me that technology was as you say making people more human if as you very well described before if you use it right and if you use it effectively it can definitely change how we communicate and how we operate and get fit at the same time yeah i mean i take personally i take the slight minority report on that i don't uh i don't think artificial intelligence is ever going to replace uh, the role of a personal trainer in fact retrievian is building a platform that connects actual real personal trainers to uh, people who want to trainees. So we're, we are wanting to engage with personal trainers, not replace them. But what we do want to do is build good technology, which lets the personal trainer be exactly and do exactly what they are best at, which is um, freeing them to just to, to do exactly what nothing else but a but a human personal trainer can do, which is motivate um, and inspire. Because I don't think, although theoretically you can make a, an AI coach and you can make your phone tell you to do this and you can and do that and you can you can make your phone do form correction analysis and it's not engaging and it's not interesting and I just don't think humans will get ultimately going to care about that. Um, so I'm a big seller of anyone who's spruiking like, you know, AI coaching. But what uh, yeah, what Vitruvian will do is do the do what technology does really well, which is like record data, um, present data, um, um, control things, um, and connect things, but not motivate and inspire. Um, and so if we can let the technology do all the stuff that technology is good at and leave the personal trainer just free to, to be themselves and be great at what they, what they can and want to do, which is motivate and inspire, then we've done our job. And I think we've um, you know, built a great product. So um, that's how I see, I don't, I don't see us or any, any other technology really replacing uh, human relationships um, and the personal trainer and trainee is a personal relationship that's that's never going anywhere uh, we're just we're just facilitating it yeah i think it, i suppose it, in a lot of ways it it comes down to how you use it doesn't it you can scale the personal trainer to reach thousands or tens of thousands of people rather than the the 40 to 50 clients that you see every week because that's that's all you can do with your time if it's a one-to-one 
thing, you know, it's one-to-one relationships as opposed to one-to-many. And I guess you can do both, right? You can do the one-to-many and you can do the the one-to-one and it can actually increase and improve the connection that you have. So it's been great to chat to you, John. I really enjoyed this, mixing fitness and technology and how you got your your brand to where it is. It was a very, very fun conversation. Really, really enjoyed it. You're Vitruvian pretty much everywhere. But if people wanted to find out more about you, John, how can people learn and connect with you? Yeah, just John Gregory. You can dig me out on LinkedIn if you're interested in connecting to me personally. Um, you can, yeah, if you're just interested in what Vitruvian is doing and what the company is doing, we are at uh, vitruvianform.com. Um, and if you have any interest in what Vitruvian is all about, uh, although you might not understand the word and know what the word means, it refers to a, a drawing that you probably know, which is a Leonardo da Vinci drawing of a man in a square in the circle. And that man is called uh, the Vitruvian man. And he is our inspiration for, um, you know, building technology and products that are, um, you know, strong, effective and beautiful. And that's what we're all about. It's been great to have you on, John. For those that are tuning in, if it's your first time, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of our future episodes and leave a review if you enjoyed the show. If you feel the need to, tag us on social media when you do share it and tell John what you thought. It's been great to have you on, John. And those that are listening, I look forward to seeing you all again on the next episode.